Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. I've not written down a few words. How many throw-ins did we end up giving away the ball? How many terrible back passes? How many times playing out of the back did we end up panicking, shitting our pants to clear it and give the ball away? How many times did we have the ball and under City pressure, we panicked again and gave the ball away? For 80 minutes, we were the best team. And yet again, in a style that Arsene Wenger would have been proud of, we threw it all away. We have now dropped eight points from three games. Title gone, season over. Champions League is the only thing we've got left. With me tonight to talk about this is Deke and Stan. How are you doing, gentlemen? Stupid question, I know. I was letting Deke go first. <laughs> I think yeah, the I'm fine. is better. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I, my brain's kind of switched off. Um, it took me a minute so when I first joined the call to realise that you were even talking to me, Danny. And uh, and this one wasn't a joke. That was it was real. Me taking a piss, but before I, I had no clue you were talking to me. Before I was, I was like, this this YouTube video sounds very much like Danny. Just <laughs> <laughs> utter utter capitulation they played tonight Stan like they've never played football before the very basics of football don't give the ball away don't do a back pass and he knew Grealish was behind him because he saw he turned over and he saw him there and the number of times that they give the ball to Ramsdale Ramsdale will go oh um oh what do we do um I don't know what to do oh um I'll pass it to you quick you pass it back to him you pass it to me oh oh it reminded me of when Emery first took over and we decided to do that playing out from the back nonsense. What's your thoughts on the game, Stan? Because I'm doing all I can not to swear because YouTube get the right hump when I swear. Well, for me, I'd sum this game up in, in two ways. The first way being that it was a game of uh, you know decisive mistakes made by us, i.e. the Tomiyasu back pass, which we'll go into later. But then the other, at the other end of the pitch as well, it was also a game of decisive missed opportunities. You know, um, and I'm looking there at Eddie and Ketia as well. You know, um, a host of chances there that you know he he could have had an opportunity to, to to help us out there. And I think if both of those things don't happen, the mistakes, and we make more of those opportunities, then the game takes on a whole different complexion. If we don't let them in stupidly like that with that back pass, and at the other end of the at the other end of the pitch, Eddie's on target, the game could have taken a, a much different complexion. But I will round off by saying that. As disappointed as, as I am, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going down. It's all doom and gloom, because I think that there are still enough points up for grabs, and also as well, this is a, still a young team. You compare the the average age of our team to the average age of their team, and also as well, when you look at our win loss draw table for last season, you'll notice that, that there were some clusters, weren't there? We would have like two or three games where we would lose. And I've been waiting. I don't mean eagerly waiting, but I've been anticipating like that. Uh, wow. That's trippy. I know. That should be a T-shirt. Don't steal it. <laughs> For people at home, I've put up the who's not, who's not watching this. I've put up 
um, I've got a thing that I do, a, a Google spreadsheet, and it's got our orders of game one to game 38, and whether it's green for a win, red for a loss, and grey for a, a draw. And then we just look at that. So the first 19 games this season, we dropped three, four, five, dropped seven points in 19 games. We now dropped eight points in three. So I, I, just to round off there, I've been kind of anticipating that we would go for a moment where there would be back-to-back losses because it hasn't, you know, if you look at last season to this season, we have improved. But I think what you are seeing is that this is still a young team, you know, and sometimes Mikel Arteta is very wedded to the first 11. And it does take a little bit more than a first 11 to, to get to the finish line to win the league. Sadly, it does indeed. Deke, have you managed to compose yourself to have any kind of, of words? Or yeah, I, I made some notes throughout the game. Um, sure. You know, you know, but um, and I made notes even after after you know it was pretty much over and done with. I think when Eddie missed his third chance, it kind of I think that was it for me. Um, you know, it's frustrating. The first goal and the the second goal was could have been avoidable, and the third goal is. Is a, is a bit of both. I think it was some excellent play from from City and a little bit from us. But yeah, I think you know uh, the whole situation. You know, it is it is correct that we uh, the stand said that we don't have the squad to win the title. You know, we missed out on party today, and that showed. Um, as much as Jorginho uh, played some beautiful passing through the middle, I thought his his uh, his vision is is fantastic. Even though he's not got the legs, which was shown. Uh, in a moment, uh, I can't remember. I made a note of it at the time, but you know, Jorginho, if he misses the first challenge, he kind of turns into that Xhaka style, where he, you know, he hasn't got the legs to get back into position. Um, but overall, you know, I think it's yeah. I think it just literally comes down to the fact that uh, Man City have got a squad and and we don't. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit nice. Should we just go through some of the notes I've got from the game that don't involve me ranting and thinking it's the end of the world, Stan? The first note I've made is a uh, 14th minute because I didn't realise it was a 7:30 kickoff or it's a 7:45 kickoff, so I missed the first eight minutes of the game. Anything happened before then, either of you two? Uh, there was a, there was a, uh, well, poor Jorginho passing the first 30 seconds, but that doesn't really matter now. Um, but so there was a foul on Saka. I thought, I thought um, early doors Bernardo Silva was asked um, by Pep Guardiola to to get stuck in. Um, I found it as well unusual to see Man City employ such shithousery tactics. Um, I've never seen them do that sort of stuff before. I'm guessing that means that they were scared, you know. And that's and that we should take we should take plaudits in, from that alone. You know, we got Man City doing some really fucking Stoke Burnley shite of time wasting. You know, they got three yellow cards in the first half just for shithousery moments, two wasting times, and one just being a cynical challenge. So, you know, if we can grab anything, it'll be that. And But the frustrating thing for me was that Saka didn't get protected tonight. Um, you know, I, I think it was a, as a rotational thing on Saka again, and it's getting a little bit boring. Uh, at what point are we going to do something about it? You know, I'm all believing of, of, of decent and fair football and challenges and stuff. But when you start seeing rotational shout fouling being done, and that's, that comes with both sides, you know, Grealish, you know, he's renowned for being tackled the most and, and, uh, and hopefully he gets protected that way. But it, it felt like Saka was was coming second best on most stuff, even though he wasn't uh, statistically. But anyway, first 15 minutes, however, our closing down, I thought, was fucking spectacular. I thought our closing down was brilliant. Um, I thought that we pushed and pressured Man City to the point where they were a shadow of their former selves in the first half. 
um, apart from obviously the mistake, which we'll come up to. But yeah, I, I thought we were brilliant in the first 15 minute odd minutes. It was it was fantastic to watch, and I was really optimistic. Stan, even when we went down a goal as well. I wasn't panic stations. I felt that they were looking at what I'd seen up until that point. I felt there's still more goals to come. But um, in saying that now and looking back in hindsight, I'm a little bit disappointed that the goal, that one goal that we did have wasn't able to come from open play. Mm. Yeah. We, we, uh, just looking at the stats for the game, total shots, we had 10, they had nine. We had one on target, they had six on target. I mean, that, those, that stat alone, sums up the entire game possession we had 67 percent the 64 they had 36 pass success rate this is almost unbelievable we had 83 percent they had 73 you look at our passing when we've, if you had a man city player within six foot of any of our players they just shit their pants and tried to get rid of it as quick as possible by any means possible even if they're facing the wrong way i mean gabriel a couple of times got the ball and he passed it away from him without even looking to see where the ball was going to go like they were panicked and then uh, what other things we got here? Tackles, 13-17 to them. Corners, 3-1. I mean, how, how do we end up with one corner? They should have had another corner, which Grealish got, um, I think, did he get booked for that? Because, he, yeah, he got booked for dissent because that should have been a corner for them because it. Um, I, I'm, I think it was Tommy Ash who cleared it out. Um, moving on to the next bit, uh, who wants to talk about um, the first goal, the, the Tommy mistake? <laughs> no, no one's going to be no one's going to be jumping in to deal with this one um great pressure from Grealish uh on on Tommy Asu um you know everyone was talking about wanting Tommy Asu in place of uh yeah there we go we've got it we've got the image up on screen here um pressure onto Tommy Asu it should have been a clear cut pop back pass to uh to Ramsdale uh, for a, for a play out to Zinchenko or up to Jorginho in the middle of or Jacker sorry in the middle of the park, so um, you know I have good pressure from Grealish um, plays it back it's short um, frustrated I think it shows once again as well the fact that you know this is his first start in however long we can't just keep we need to Tommy Asu should have been coming in into uh into the into the lineup a little bit quicker than just being chucked in dry against City. Uh Kevin De Bruyne uh, pounced on the mistake and, and managed to first time play it round Ramsdale with a with a curling curling shot. It was it was it was a well taken effort from him. I can't deny that. But Ramsdale was was screaming at Ramsdale at Tommy Asu to not play that pass and just to clear it out. So I don't know. You know I don't know. I think this is this is the second time I seem to remember Tommy Asu coming into the coming in for a game where he hadn't played a few matches and making a, a mistake. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's a trait of him, as you say, as you refer to it as coming in dry. But I've seen that before. Um, and uh, I just remember that when the goal went in and the camera went back onto Kevin De Bruyne, I don't know why the first thing that popped into my head was Prince Harry. So that was like, <laughs> so much so that that was probably the one note that I wrote down on my pad. My pad just says Prince Harry. There we go. Adam in the chat. Hello, Adam, if you're new. Hello. Uh, Adam says on YouTube, damn, Eddie headed chance. Xhaka wasting that court counter by losing the ball on the edge of the box. Twice he did that. The overhit passes from both Xhaka and Jorginho on the edge of the box. We wasted some good chances there. Um, Talbifu says on YouTube, first half was good. 
we lost this game from the back. For some reason, we just couldn't get away from the danger in the second half. And Paul Nell sums it up perfectly. Can't make mistake. Can't mistake. Make mistakes versus City. Got punished. So but here's um, the thing, though. Arteta t- can't win because leading up to this game, I had seen um, a quite a large, you know, a, a large part of the fan base making suggestions that Ben White has been looking sluggish since the World Cup, and that it was time for Tomiyasu to come back in. And now Tomiyasu's come back in, and he's made a mistake. Now I'm seeing people saying, "Well, he should have started Ben White." But, you know, it's a tough decision sometimes, you know. And ben it White was the right choice. Been, you know, yeah. Ben White has been struggling a little bit. I think that's been evident. But, you know, sometimes these are, sometimes this is what happens. You know, he made that mm. pass back. The, the keeper didn't want it. He just didn't get enough on it at all. Did not get enough on it for that pass back. And, you know, you've got a player like Prince Harry on the pitch. He's, he's just going to, you know, he's going to put it away. Uh, yeah, just looking at my notes again. The first one I've got is 14th minute. Tommy didn't mark Harlan properly. This and then this is at um, the far post, the left hand side as we're looking at it. And uh, Harlan snuck in behind Tommy and almost scored. That was too close. Tommy isn't paying attention. I put that in the 14th minute. And then 21st minute, great work from Martinelli, Xhaka and Zinni, who crossed it for Eddie, who got ahead to it and it went wide. That was a great bit of play. Then we got the goal on the on the uh, 23rd minute. And then my next notes. Future have got any to, to, to shout. Um, 27th minute, great work by Martinelli. Crosses for Tommy, who has a go and puts it over. 28th minute, great momentum. But again, all Arsenal, great momentum by Zinchenko. On the left to Georgie, to Odegaard, who lays it off for Saka, who took too long and was surrounded. Best move of the match up until that point. And I think that was probably, apart from the, the Man City's third goal, deep, that, that move where Saka was put through on the right-hand side of the box, where he took that extra touch, that was probably our best move of the game, wasn't it? Do you agree? Yeah, there was a few moments. Uh, you know, the two the two balls that were put in uh, crosses for Eddie, I thought the first one especially, that was obscenely open of a missed chance. It was crazy, that you know. But uh, yeah, Saka had a, a Saka also had a great chance. I think he just doing too much with the ball kind of reminds me of the Jacker one late in the second half with outside the box. It's just once again just indecisiveness that cost us. We showed glimpses of 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 how good we are, um, but uh, you know it's correct. It, we can't if you can't make mistakes against City because they're one of the teams that can really punish you and punish you really, really, really badly. So we just. Uh, we just didn't show a clinical end to our to our uh, attacking threat, and yeah, it's, just, it's frustrating. This this particular game is, and I've been positive all season and stuff. And you know, I'm not saying that the, it's all over, but it's the first time that I've been dejected from a game, and that's and that's including the Man United loss. That in, that includes the Everton loss. The better team on that day by a mile. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm dejected with this one because it, it had moments of, and it's not about the loss. It's not about whether we're going to win or win the title. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that we showed glimpses of how we used to play again. It, it, um, my PTSD is flashing back in my eyes. Moments like that where we just we just it's just typical. It's just typical, as you say, Wenger would be proud moments of just absolute horseshit. Um, and yeah, this is the first time I've been a bit a little dejected. So I apologise, but it's just tough. It's really, really tough to be positive in, in moments like this. It can it can really uh, weigh you down. Adam makes another good point. Says, I pray that the momentum, this return leg isn't a dead rubber. We can't afford to drop any points. 
and have to pray that City somehow slip up. They're going to be fired up now, though, and I fear we'll struggle. Phil says, Eddie should have had two goals. Danny was right. Don't start saying that. I'll start believing it. Uh, Ray Anderson, Jorginho played well. Yeah, I think he did. He did did okay. I think he did well. There's a a little thing here that Carl put in our group of Jorginho. There you go. Wink, he's uh, people at home on the bus. It's uh, He's having a little wink at Harland. I don't know what he did to to do that, but Cole found that, and that's really good. I'm just going to go and look through. Ah, uh, oh, yes, I know what these are. I've got I've got key notes, and I've got key um, uh, screen grabs, people. That's professionalism for you. Matt D'Souza, with our high-intensity play, all it requires is a slight mental and physical drop-off, and we look fragile, perfectly put. And J-Rob has given us a pound, a euro. Uh, one of your finest, uh, I think Jay Rob's in Ireland, the finest Irish uh, pounds. There you go, Euros. Very kind of you, Jay Rob. That will go in uh, the by Chris, um, I don't know, some leather underpants or something. Um, and says, Jorginho overhit pretty much every pass he attempted. Played well. Um, well, hold on. I'm going to go and click on Jorginho. And then I'm going to go and click on pass success rate. And you go to more. Um Total passes, 66. Accurate passes, 58. Pass success rate, 88%. I actually thought Jorginho Jorginho played really well. I've got no problems with Jorginho. I thought thought, thought his passing, he was was making his passes, but I just thought that sometimes the passes looked a bit slower, if that makes any sense. The game sort of looked sometimes, looked a little bit slower as as opposed to when party makes the pass. But he was making the passes and he wasn't, he wasn't crabbing it. He wasn't constantly going like side to side. He wasn't. Like, yeah, he wasn't Carrick. <laughs> right. Let's um, move on to my next note. I mean, again, if you've got any, do just shout at me. Uh, Martinelli does a cane on Walker. Nearly killed him. Stan, what do you think to that? I thought that's hilarious. Dangerous, but fuck him. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, he did. He did the Urzel thing. Yeah. What was that? I must have, I must have missed that. Where Martinelli backed into Walker, shoved Walker As up he was in the in air, the air. He falls over backwards like an MMA move. Oh, right. Yeah, Walker yeah. lands flat on his back and then they to, they, the game was paused for a couple of minutes. Yeah, you've got to be Winded. careful. You know, you know we, we'd, we'd already made a few mistakes, so I just didn't want us to do anything, you know, anything silly, which is why I like the way that Mikel Arteta kicked the ball and then took the push but didn't do anything back. That shows me that he was just being like that was the, a nice bit of just that was just like shit housery. He didn't retaliate, but he tried to get into the heads. Uh, Deke, point here from I keep reading out Adam's ones. This isn't I'm reading out everybody's or as many as I can. Adam makes the point. Do you reckon if we had Party, Jesus, and ESR in the squad fully fit, we wouldn't have dropped eight out of the last nine points? I think we win those games. Even tonight, just, those are those are three players that are, uh, well, two of them are first team and one's a squad place player, but it allows Enketia to come off the bench. It allows Jorginho to come in as well. Um, you know, it's it's right, Stan, you know, Jorginho's passes were correct, but some of them were slow. And But I did like the fact that they were attacking passes as opposed to uh, doing a Michael Carrick and constantly playing it sideways. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's once again, literally comes down to squad depth. Um it's getting, it, you know, it, it gets a little bit silly when we come to a point where we're constantly having to rely on Fabio Vieira to come out with something special. It's 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 too early for him. It's way way too early for him. But you know, as you mentioned is, about, as, about uh, I want to just, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that about Teabag because it's been a couple of games now where he's been coming in for Xhaka 
do you think that's where the manager then sees where his future is in the squad, his position is in that jack-a-hole? No. What, teabag in the jack-a-hole? Yeah, because no, that's, he? he's, he's, that's oh. who he's been bringing on for him. No, you know, I think his take... future is back up for Erdegaard. You think so? Okay. Deke, uh, what do you reckon? Kieran Tierney? No. No, I'm, I'm coming to this in a minute. Fabio Vieira. Oh, Fabio Vieira. Sorry, I'm having a moment. I read the comment and everything. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. um, I was like, why are they talking about Kieran Tierney playing through the middle? What the fuck is going <laughs> on right now? Well. I know we've lost, but fuck, you know, like, we don't have to lose the plot. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I see him as a replacement for, um, for Erdegaard. Uh, not a replacement, a, an, an option for Erdegaard as opposed to a Xhaka. Um, I don't think we really have anyone in the squad that can kind of do what Xhaka can do. We were hoping Lokonga was going to be that guy, but he's off. To, he's, he's he's at Crystal Palace. I'd be interested to see how he does, considering he liked to tweet the other day when we when we drew uh, one or with Brentford, and it was a negative tweet towards Arsenal. So, you know, the more and more I learn about Mister Sambi Lokonga, the more and more I dislike the man. Um, while I got you, Deke, a couple of things on KT. J Rob says we should have brought KT on for Zinchenko and. Loki says Zinchenko and Martinelli doesn't work. Martinelli needs tyranny. What's your thoughts on that? Zinchenko has been off the boil now for a few games. I think he he's, gets he's I think he gets, isn't he? I think he gets really over and as much as I love his emotion, the fact that he's got so much drive and want, and you know, he gets the fans involved and stuff. I feel like when it comes to those really last minute touches up the other end in the final third, uh, where we've seen him perform very, very well, his emotion kind of gets a little bit a little bit ahead of him. You know, he had a moment again today where he just, you know, he just misplaced something really, really simple. And it, it, I, I think, I, I think it'd be very interesting to see um, if Kieran Tierney comes back into the side after Zinchenko's performances. They haven't been fantastic. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it, I, there's obviously something going on with, with Martinelli. The guy has just been dreadful since the World Cup. Dreadful. I, like he's getting worse oh, and worse. You know. No, I'm not doubting that. I'm, you know, it's obviously yeah. might not coming off for him, but he's a shadow of his of his self before the World Cup. He woke up. He was apps. He was the he was the best out of all. Uh, the well, he's the most prevalent of the uh, of all of them. You know, uh, when it comes to burying it into the back of the net. So I really like it, but I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe, as I said, maybe it's something to do with the Gabriel Jesus thing. The fact that he hasn't got his Brazilian compatriot, uh, you know, linking up with him because he did that really, really well. I think yeah, today's uh, game, though. Up until I remember looking at the clock at about 48 minutes, I remember thinking to myself, I've hardly heard Martinelli's name mentioned. But I think in this game, because of the way that they set up initially before they changed their formation and where Bernardo Silva was, they kept trying to get the ball to Saka because Bernardo Silva just wasn't be able to get any joy against Saka without fouling him. And yeah. especially when uh, Bernardo Silva got that yellow card, uh, I even tweeted out, good, now keep feeding Saka and make Bernardo Silva try and commit because he ain't going to be able to do it, and he'll be off. So I think for that most of that first half, and then a little bit of that second half, Martinelli just wasn't really getting into the picture. But when they changed their formation, the ball got a little bit spread more even about for us, and we were able to use the left. But Tierney, I like Tierney because he makes those overlapping runs, which I think can help. Whereas Zinchenko, he seems to be more wedded to tucking himself into the middle. And sometimes for variety, I'd like to see Tierney come on. And work with Martinelli doing overlapping runs. 
think we all like to see that. And we've got two really passionate um, left backs, full backs, whatever, whatever way you want to describe them. And uh, sometimes you think Zinchenko, he gets a little bit carried away. I said in the preview show that we often see him on the right side of defence. I believe that. Huh? I'm just looking at that comment from from Avon. I I, t- I do agree with that about Arteta not trusting all of the pla- all of the players evenly. Mm. Uh, this the mess. The, the quite thing is from Avon on YouTube. It says Arteta doesn't have enough players that he trusts to rotate the side regularly. It cost us two eighth place finishes, and it's still an issue now. We're tired and struggling. Great. Do you think a team needs to have balance? I, I, I like the way before where you, I don't like this inverted fullback. I like the way that you, um, the you have a partnership with your fullback and with your winger, and then they they like we used to have with Walcott and and Bellerin. They used to work well together because neither really could defend, and they both used to attack. And then I like the Martinelli and uh, Tierney, and I like Tommy Ashu and Saka down the right hand side, and occasionally with, with Ben White if you want to go a bit more defensive. I don't like it when a player plays um, an inverted. And now, now that Josh told me what that is, I keep going on about it. Because if, if you're an inverted fullback, you don't have cover at fullback, do you? And I so like, you're lost. I like, I like the inverted wingback situation. Um, it allows for uh, it allows for uh, attacking off the ball positioning uh, a three midfield with uh, with Ben White, Party, and Zinchenko being there for a quick. Um, the idea is to um, close down the ball as quickly as possible once it's lost. The idea is to not have to get into a defensive line to worry about a ball being played through the middle out wide for a cross to be put in. The idea is to close down the middle of the the middle of the bo- uh, middle of the park and in the areas where they can get the ball back as quickly as possible to not have to get to that point. It's like you know it's the, that three D chess idea. Um, I love it when it works, which it has done most of this season. Uh, nobody obviously says anything negative about it because it's it is what it is. But when it but when it um, when it doesn't work or it frustrates, um, you know, a lot of obviously the talk of of, of playing as a, as a regular conventional wing back and doing the overlapping option becomes a, a subject of of conversation. At the end of the day, you know, um, it took Pep Guardiola, you know, his second season to win his title, but he introduced the playing out from the back quite alien to everybody, which is what Arteta is finally getting in with his players. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quietly just see what happens, um, with it, but I really like it. You know, obviously I think there's going to be obviously conversations about Kieran Tierney maybe coming into the side now with Zinchenko's performances. And obviously was, you know, there's a bit of a toss up between Ben White and Tommy Asu cause it's a bit fluctuating also, but I'm, I want Arteta to keep to, to keep to the philosophy that's got us there to this point. Um, and uh, if in the inverted wingback role is part of that philosophy, then I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm fully on board. Uh, moving up to our goal, um, Big Popper, Big Papa ninety. I could think Big Popper Pump. Uh, the goal, um, Stan, talk us through the goal for Saka. The, um, the, the what led up to the goal for Saka. Oh, the penalty. Sorry, with yeah. uh, Eddie and Ketia. Yeah. <clears throat> Happened really quickly at first, and so I had to kind of wait until half time to kind of see it all again, like in slow motion. But that picture describes it, you know. I, I think that's a penalty for me. I don't see, I mean, <laughs> it looks like he's carrying him like a child there, you know, like he carry a small child. I don't see what this, I, I don't see how that's not a penalty. I what think this picture doesn't show, what this picture doesn't show, 
is the moment where Edison's uh, got two foot in the air. Okay, yeah, he's not two foot in him, but he's up in the air. He's, he's in a reckless challenge. And if he doesn't make contact with the ball, then he goes through the player. If this was done, if this challenge was done at the centre, you know, in outside the penalty box, this is a free kick. So I don't understand why people are confused as to why it's not a penalty. If this is done outside the box, it's a free kick. And then, uh, Stan, the... Uh, what the, I like about the penalty, itself. though, was the way that Edison said, yeah, why, don't you, why don't you put the penalty here in this corner? Yeah. And Saka went, all right, that's, good. that's a really good shout, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Cheers. Good shout, yeah. So um, Eddie spanked it to the goalie's right, to Eddie's left, where the Edison was pointing to... Um, it took about three minutes for the penalty to get uh, organised because they were man. I can't believe how many times they zoomed in uh, on the offside. I oh, will talk about that afterwards. But there's the, the VAR. Oh my god! Sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 oh. So um, great goal by Saka. He's got and nerves then, still, though, isn't he? He's got nerves of still, man. He is. You know? he's, he's got the the shoulders of an experienced uh, Premier League player on top of his head, not uh, the the head of someone who's uh, what is he? Twenty two now. Amazing. So when, um, Edison was, when Edison was pointing, I was literally thinking, has he already? Because they always say that when you step up for, you know, I've heard strikers say that when you get the penalty, make your decision before you even get to putting the ball on the spot and then stick with yeah. it. And yeah. so I was thinking to myself, like, is he going to, is he going to stick with his decision or is he going to do a change? And, you know, the, the goalkeeper went in the opposite direction, probably thinking that his mind game had worked and he was going to try and put it into the other corner. And, uh, yeah, he went straight in into that bottom corner. Nerves are still. Fair play to him. He's only young. Fair play to the lad. So that was the 41st minute. The pen, That was three minutes after the penny was given. Um, sack a goal. Uh, then 46th minute. Deke, you'll like this bit. Silva finally gets booked after his 500th foul on Saka. At one point, Saka went up to the ref, held up three fingers and went, that's the third time he's done that. And it was they were vicious tackles, weren't they? Yeah, it took it took a moment. It took the fourth, it took the third challenge, the fourth challenge in real life, but for the third challenge in the ref's mind for uh, Bernardo Silva to finally get his yellow card. Um, it was, as I said, it was getting a little bit pathetic with regards to it. As I said, I can't believe that uh, Pep Guardiola asked his City's players to do that level of shithousery. I've never seen City do that before. Uh, in all the years watched them play. was playing prison rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it done before uh, from Pep Guardiola. So he's he's nervous. He's nervous. This was a big game for... This This was always Pep's as a... a, Pep to, that's a pun intended. Uh, as a uh, as a game where Arsenal needed to needed to do it. But not a lot of people talked about how City had to do it against us. You know, um, we're at the top of the league. We were at the top of the league for a reason. Um, you know, with the money that they've spent over the years and the players that they've got, that we've only we're only kind of just getting started. Um, I thought we played really well for a vast majorities of that game. It just kind of ended due to squad, you know, imbalances, and and hopefully we can rectify that. Um, Goose 1066, which is little known fact, it, that's what the prequel to Top Gun Goose was in the Battle of Hastings in 1066, and he had a, an F 16. That's that's a very little known fact. It says, get into shooting position, don't shoot, repeat, do that for the entire game. That's about right. Phil says, couldn't we rest Martinelli and play Tyranny and Zinchenko? 
Well, he's going to have to start doing some kind of things. Um, Adam says, it would be interesting if Trussard had started and we brought Martinelli on later in the game. Well, you know, you've got that electric pace and that that, that passion. That would maybe be an answer because after a game like that, you don't want a a fresh Martinelli coming on for the last half hour of a game, turning you inside out. BX says, we could have played Saka on the opposite wing and brought Fabio on. I don't think Fabio is the answer to anything at the moment. Sai says, shit happens, we dust off, we go again. We played 22 games, we have 16 left, we are joint top of the Premier League. And uh, Mr Waffles says, we could have started Trossard and put Martinelli at centre-forward. We could have sat Xhaka and started KT at left-back and Zinchenko in midfield. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Didn't do any of them. Uh, right, so then we... Um, for the, the 50th minute, still in the first half... Uh, Rodri had a great chance and headers it down and it bounces up and hits our crossbar. That was way too close. Then we move into half-time, gentlemen. Uh, 55th minute, Stan. Great moves by Saka and Erdegaard. Put through for Eddie, who didn't have enough time. We are the best team at the moment. And then um, Deke for the... Uh, Stan, yeah. Um, were you expecting any changes at half-time? What would you have done? No, no. I, w- I wasn't expecting any changes at half time, but I mean, just, just as you described that, we were playing some great football, and the stats that you read you read out towards the beginning of the show says it all. Having the most possession, having the most uh, pass completions, would say that you're in control of the game. But there's one piece missing, isn't it? We're not putting the ball in the back of the net, and as well as that, as we were playing, it really does surprise me that our goal, our one goal, came from a penalty, not from you know, not from open play. You know, we don't. We was doing everything, everything else right in that game, for long periods of time. You know, and we did, have some, we, we, we did have some opportunities, and I think as as Deke pointed out, that was three missed opportunities by by Eddie alone. You know, uh, that, that, that that's what killed us. Missed, missed, missed chance. Sorry, you keep pausing there, and I think you're done. Oh, that's my brain keeps pausing. I keep thinking <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had McDonald's yet. You've got a new follower on Twitch, Yangster100. Hello. Uh, While well, I've still got you, um, Stan, before I go to Deke, uh, Kaiser Soze, why didn't Edison get a second yellow card for the penalty? Probably the same reason as Bernardo Silva, you know, had to take how many opportunities before he got his first yellow. Also, you know, talking about, you know, uh, referees handing out cards. I mean, at one point, I thought the whole City team had swarmed the, the referee. The referee disappeared in like a sea of blue shirts. And I thought to myself, is he going to hand out any cards for that? Because there was that chap that got sent off at Wolves because he was the third guy to approach the referee. So again, it just shows a little bit of lack of consistency there. When we do it, you know, we have to pay fines and stuff. Phil's put a fake quote, quote from Arteta. They're all a bunch of Saudi money spending cunts. I don't think, that's probably not a, a direct quote. Um, Deke, right, let's go to the um, the penalty that then wasn't a penalty, the 56th minute. Do you remember what happened? Oh, you... uh, yes. Um, this was the uh, the VAR moment uh, where, yeah, this particular image where they kept zooming in about four or five times and everyone in the world is going, it's offside, can we just get on with our lives now? Um, yeah, ball played over. Um, I was terrified about the prospect of Eddie and Ketia making any sort of contact with that. Because if he did, uh, oh, awkwardness. Um, yeah, you know, Haaland doing what Haaland does 
uh, wasn't it? Was it Harlan that scored it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, luckily, you know, VAR, um, obviously it was a penalty, wasn't it? Sorry. I apologize. Yeah, of course it was a penalty, but um, I don't yeah, know it was a goal, possible offside, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a penalty uh, yeah. from Gabriel. Um, Saliba had been um, owning Haaland all night. And then this was the one, one of the many, one of the few moments where Gabriel was, was involved in the, the Haaland situation. It really says a lot about the differences between Saliba and Gabriel. You know, there's a lot of, there's, there's been conversations of all seasons about um, Gabriel. Is he, is he, you know, is he doing all right? And, you know, he's been performing fantastically all season, uh, but, you know, he still has moments where he does this sort of thing. Luckily it was called offside, um, but it shows once again, um, you know, it, it only takes a chance for this Haaland guy. He's a pretty decent striker. He scored a few goals this season. We were up against him tonight. We relatively kept him quiet for the majority of the game. I thought, I thought that was going to be it. But yeah, I'm luckily, uh, luckily it wasn't a penalty. It was, it was called for offside. So thank God for that. But uh, yeah, look, what the VAR guys? I was, I was waiting for them to just forget again. <laughs> I was thinking oh, to myself, I, must be myself, I bet they're shitting themselves in that VAR booth right now. They've got like a big <laughs> paint roller out on the screen, going fucking happy now. See those lines? How <laughs> <laughs> uh, was your thoughts on the, on the whole situation with the with the penalties, Stan? A squeaky bum time, isn't it? I was thinking, oh, no. But then when I, you know, when they were talking about the previous offside, that's when I was like, they must be sh- shitting their bricks now in that VAR thing, making sure they get it right. Do not mess this one up, you know. So we 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 got out of jail there, and I was thinking at that point as well, if we've got nine lives, we're using them up rapidly in this game. Uh, Dean Lake says on YouTube, Haaland internationally, intentionally elbowed Gabriel on the back of the net shortly after that. I think I've got... I did have Oh, the Haaland... Oh, I was thinking of the... Yeah, no, it it wasn't into the neck. It was into the side of the head. It was like a Muay Thai attack. Uh, Yeah, Haaland, uh, I I thought he was rattled at that point. Um, I thought he realised it wasn't going to be a walk in the park for him today. Um, I thought I was still in the mind of that moment that we were going to go on and do it, especially yeah, with I the fact we that, uh, yeah, especially with the fact that uh, they had a goal dis- or a penalty, sorry, disallowed due to an offside. I thought we were going to push on and do it, and Harlem was just going to get get himself a cheeky yeller and, and, and see what happens. But uh, you know, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought VAR should have looked at it. You know, obviously with uh, see if there's anything uh, a little bit more sinister than the ref could see. Yes, um, moving on, 60th minute, uh, Mares off uh, Kanji, our city going for a more defensive game. They went to play four at the back. Because they went Rob Holding, they went Holding. <laughs> they did because there's only um, once, uh, what's his name? The one who was marking Saka the whole, ki- the whole time. That Silver, once Silver realised that he could no longer drop into the back three to make a back four to cover Saka because he'd got the booking, I think uh, uh, Pep decided, right, we need to um, sure it up a little bit there. Um, 61st minute, uh, Grealish booked for descent, but that should have been a corner to them. He was right. 63rd minute, Eddie booked. I don't know what he was booked for. 65th minute, a breakaway with Erdegaard out on the right to Tommy on the right, who crosses it low for Eddie. And Eddie was trying to stay on side and couldn't reach it. Um, wait, Eddie's Ed, wait, you're talking about Eddie's yellow card where he, he potentially could have got a red card if you made contact with him. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. I remember that. Now. 
I remember that. He now. fucking he raised yeah. boot. And yeah, it was it raised boot. Really rash challenge. Uh, I was shitting myself yeah. off. I I instantly went. That's a red card. That's a straight red. Oh yes, he ran at it when we went. We went like, sh- we're going, going straight up, back man. into old ways of Arsenal of of conceding goals from sloppy shit and then doing this fucking crap. Sorry, mom, my French. That was a lot of swear words. Then I don't swear much. <laughs> I I just I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. What Eddie was doing there. Got no understanding of any of that. Um, you know, if we're not missing Gabriel, if if people didn't think we missed Gabriel Jesus up until this point, they were they they better fucking do now. We've just had a donation via PayPal, and that's the good thing about PayPal. If you donate via YouTube, they take 45%. If you donate via Twitch, they take it 75%. You donate via PayPal, we get every single penny. And someone in the chat, uh, I don't know if you want me to say who it is, his surname, his name may well be Phil, and he may well have sent us 10 quid. Bloody hell. I'm going to have to be nice to him for the rest of the show, so thank you very much, Phil. So uh, there we go. Good guy, Phil. Yes. Um, right, where were we up to? Yeah, I remember that now um, with what Eddie did. So I've got a little notification on my phone. Good. Again I, again, I was just thinking when, when that happened, I was thinking, again, riding our luck here. Yeah, I've put um, the, 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 where we at? Eddie Burt, the breakaway. Really, that was a really good move down the right-hand side, and Eddie doing his best to try and stay on side, so he couldn't quite get to the ball. Um, 67th minute, here we go. Here comes the bullshit. Zinchenko back pass for fuck's sake. Haaland almost got it. Focus, you fucking morons, is what I've put on the 67th minute. And then the 71st minute, um, who won, Who did the last goal? I think Stan did, didn't you? I think he did. Okay. Who did the, who went through the last goal? It was you, wasn't it? No, it was Deke. Was it? Okay, well, you do this goal then. 71st minute, no, it wasn't goal. Me. Huh? It was me, I think. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> Deke, you go through this goal then. You have it. It's you, it's me, it's you, it's you, it's me. It's me. It's you. Oh, Nobody really wants it. Nobody. Uh, uh, didn't happen. Hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I just once again, we were just poor. Um, it, do you know what's annoying as well? Is it hit Tommy Asu's boot? And I have a feeling that if uh, if Tommy Asu didn't get there. I think Ramsdale would have probably put that around the post. <laughs> it's just yeah. unlucky, though, isn't it? That he's really oh, yeah, it's unlucky, but I just like, oh, I'm just like, what is No, it? no, I mean, no, it's that, just ridiculous. It's, it's our luck, though, that Grealish has basically been mid for most of the season. <laughs> he's able to, like, score a goal in this game. It's just like Sod's Law, isn't it? Not mid in this game. Yeah. And those tight, yeah. tight shorts that he wears. I'm sure he buys his shorts at least one size too small on purpose. Because even my missus notices it. She's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> look at his lunch. <laughs> so the notes I made was 71st minute. Gabriel gave the ball away from yet another fucking stupid, fucking lack of focus, fucking short pass. Absolute fucktards. Ball gets to Grealish, who has a shot, and it clips Tommy as it shoots past an outstretched Ramsdale who would have got a glove to it. But, Deke, do you think if he would, wouldn't have touched Tommy Ashu, do you think that... Um, Obviously, uh, I'm just speaking have... in hindsight, but from the angle and the replays, it looked like Ramsdale would have... Uh, would have Because it would have, it was the same height and everything. Oh, it's, just, it's unfortunate. Obviously, you want Rams, you want Tommy Ashu to jump in and, and do the business and put a challenge in, of course. But when you look at the replays, you're like, oh, fucking hell, really? I never, I never saw it hit Tommy Asu, so that answers the question. Because when I saw, yeah, it bounced. when I saw it, it I thought to myself, 
he almost got to that. How did he not get that? And that's why yeah, it bounced. It bounced because uh, he made a challenge on it. The ball bounced just before Ramsdale's hand, so the ball literally right bounced over his hand. So it would have gone. It would have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just. It's just. I'm just like at this point, Tommy Asbury must be thinking. It, it, hopefully, he didn't realise that it did what it did. But in the post match, he's you know when they're going to talk about the challenges in the during the training during the week. He's going to be like, fucking hell, man. I come in and I cost the game, cost the Arsenal two goals, really. One, he, you know, he deliberately did and one he didn't. <laughs> Mr. Waffles is at fault. He says, he scored because I was talking about him looking like an absolute hunt before the game. It's my fault. Loki reminds everybody, thumbs up. It's free, apart from Phil. It's very true. So how many thumbs up have we got? We've only got 23, care. guys. 23. It's pretty pathetic. Terrible. Pretty Favourite. pathetic, guys. There's 60 of you here on YouTube alone after this absolute drubbing of disappointment. My next note is the beginning of my moan at the beginning of the show. So many throw-ins, back passes, short, tippy-tappy passes are going to City. They are just not concentrating. 74th minute, yet again, um, Stan Xhaka is in a great position and hesitates oh. on the edge of the box. Has the ball taken off him? That's twice in the last 10 minutes he's been in that position because if he'd have shot and naturally would have missed both times, we'd have gone, oh, why did he shoot from there? Why didn't he just hold on and wait for someone? So couldn't really do right for doing wrong, could he, poor bloke? I want him to go for it because he, he can get him in the car, he? He's had a couple in. One in every hand. He's playing so further up the pits, and he was in a good position. I was, you know, he's left footed. I, I thought he was going to do like a stutter, then do the shot, but he did a stutter, and then he kind of like started and passed again, you know? It was just frustrating. It's almost like we are kids playing in a sandpit, making a beautiful castle, and everything's going great until someone comes in and nicks our bucket and spade, and we go, well, I'm not doing it anymore. And then you go from creating a masterpiece to just having a big poo on your own sandcastle infuriating um uh, stand stay with you because deke took the took the privilege of doing their last goal 81st minute goal from harlan they thread the ball with four players and zigzag through the entire of our defense for harlan to score the only thing they deserved all game is that a bit over the top for me do you think no i mean to get the ball to the, the way that they met how do they work the ball through like that and then because we've given up I was still thinking. I was still thinking that we might be able to scratch an equaliser at that point. You see, up until that goal came, I thought we could still be in this. We still might have enough. You know, Trossard coming on, we might be able to scratch out a two-two at Desmond. But when that third one went in, I just thought to myself, "That's it now. That is the, it's the, the golf was too far. I ain't seen yeah. us getting. I ain't seen us getting two goals now. You know. So that was kind of like the heart sinking moment for me when I was just, I was kind of resigned that we weren't going to get any points from this game at that point. Is indeed. <laughs> um, Phil says you never hate Grealish so much. And then I've made one more note after that. Deke, eighty eighth minute chance, ready diving header and couldn't get his head to the ball. Unlucky that Eddie didn't get more of a sniff at goal today, did it? Because he he was. It was looking better than he often does. And when you're playing against, some would arguably say, the best team in the world, best funded team in the world, until Newcastle start digging out the doubloons, I thought he, he was unlucky. didn't really get the service he desired. So if you had to put your finger on two things tonight that went wrong, what would you say they were? Um, the whole squad depth thing. Can I say three? Can I say three? Two and a half. Okay, fine. Uh, squad, <laughs> squad. we've gone over that so much, so I'll take that as my half. 
um, lack of squad depth. Uh, two, um, incons- uh, trust in players in giving game time to the said players and not just constantly chucking in dry and, and hoping for the best. Tommy Asu being mentioned here. I think he should have played some half, uh, half-time performances or maybe started a few more games this season and not been so reliant on Ben White. Um, I think there's, there's flexibility there and, and Tommy Asu should have had a little bit more game time. And third, can we call um, Eddie Nketiah Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, please? Because in in the space of in the space of what uh, uh, less than a year, he's gone from he's done four U turns. He's gone from awful, decent, better, worse. His tenth start in a row in the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, four goals in three games. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not good enough, is it? Mm. We are a team that's challenging for the title, um, or uh, we thought at the start of the season challenging for Champions League football in a in a in a league that needs at least, I don't know, six, maybe seven Champions League spots because with the teams that are in this league are, f- are just unreal. The money that's being spent is sh- is, is shadowed uh, to everyone, uh, every other top league in the world. Uh, it, we are just different. This league is just different class to the players and the money that's being spent as well. It's just insane. So um, we've invested a hundred grand a week in in Eddie, and he's and he has performed well. He's had moments of performing well, but we need consistency. That's what's needed at this moment. Not uh, we're not going. We're not. Well, we didn't think we were going through. You know, it was like a trial period. Um, he needs to be putting those performances in now. You know, before he got that that uh, that contract, and we were. You know, he had that chance. There those chances towards the end of the season um, when Lacazette got injured. Uh, sorry, not like Azette got injured. Uh, Bamming obviously left and, and, and Laka was just not performing and Eddie was given a chance and he, and he did well. But I think if that never happened and maybe Yang stayed, I think Eddie leaves. No? Possibly, yeah. You know, it's if Yang stays and Lacazette maybe gets a few goals and doesn't go through those dry spells, I think the universe, uh, the universe basically says goodbye to Eddie and Ketia. But he's here and he's and he's had moments and... Um, but we, he needs to be more consistent with those moments, especially with the chances that he had. That I, I don't care about the last two chances. I think the first header. I don't. I don't know what to say about that. I think it changes the whole uh, concept of the game from that moment onwards as well. I think we go on and win. Um, it's those moments, those small little moments, where Eddie um, has stepped up to the plate, but in an inconsistent way, and that's why I'm going to call him Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde because he's so cold one moment and lukewarm the next. I don't know what to do. A few, while you're thinking of your two and a half points, uh, Stan, I'm going to read out a few comments. David Richardson, any relation to the magnificent Kevin Richardson, the only man to almost win three damn top flight titles with three different sides? Did it with Everton? South London gangster Charlie Richardson. (laughs) Geezer. Uh, David says great performance from City and now we go on an unbeaten run of 12 games I don't see it Loki says Dr Jekyll and Mrs Mrs Mr Hyde uh, Mr Waffles is doing a Jeremy Clarkson smug face right now Jeremy Clarkson's The Farm on Amazon brilliant so three good. episodes so last good. night and uh, I love the way people got a petition up to counter the petition from those fuckwits who didn't realise he's playing a game with you and you all fell for it that's his job to rile people up and lots of numbers has made a T-shirt awful, better, decent, worse. Deek, two thousand and twenty-three. <laughs> Cliff says City's qualities, 
quality far surpasses ours, but we had a chance for a score draw, and the young lad bottled two good chances. Not all on him, but those misses are glaring. Errors and a lack of quality equals loss. Fine words, Cliff, and superbly put. Avon says 150 grand a week on Jorginho. Uh, I think he had a decent game. I think Charlie he George. is a little bit slower, but I think he had a decent game. Charlie George, hopefully it's the Charlie George. And if why did you go to Derby? Why didn't you just stay at Arsenal? Says you saw this. Um, the word bit. Um, you say this, but but Jesus went nine games without a goal, didn't he? Being a bit that. harsh, I feel. It's definitely not about that. It's definitely not about that. Yeah, okay, he didn't score, but the the thing that he added an extra element. He added that moment um, of, of of pure brilliance, like a flash in the pan moment where he uh, just opened something up. He stretched the play a little bit. He dug, he dug in deep. He made a run. He, he, he dribbled past two or three players with complete and utter ease, allowing a lot of other players around him to get in and out of the box and make some efficient little runs. Martinelli fed off it uh, for at the start of the first half of the season. Um, when you play against a team that defends very, very well or sits very, very deep, Having a player like Eddie Nketiah who relies on being the last player, you know, hanging on the shoulder of the last player, that becomes quite difficult. But with someone like Gabriel Jesus, he's kind of like um, a lockpick. He, he's got that ability to be able to go in and out of play and, and, and create a, a pocket of space from nothing due to purely based on on the ball and off the ball positioning. And that's something that Eddie just doesn't have. So I'm not saying whether I'm being harsh or not, or the fact that Gabriel Jesus didn't score for nine games. We di- He didn't score, but nobody said a dicky bird about whether he shouldn't be in the lineup anymore because we were winning and winning very, very, very well. It was scary. Stan, keep thinking, a couple more comments. Seven of Error, a new name. Hello, Seven. Glad you're here. Uh, shame you're not Seven of Nine. Cheeky. Uh, do we think we should try Martinelli in the middle and start Trossard on the left, or would that crush Nketiah's confidence? I think we that's, have what, that's why Arteta get paid, gets paid the big bucks. He's got to make that decision. It doesn't matter no. what we discuss here. I said that Trossard should have started this game with you, Danny, didn't I? Before I, you know, I go on, go on. I just I think say that, Stan talked about this pre pre show pre game. There you go. Stan. There you go. I, I just think that you know we we all talk about things like um, you know can Callum Chambers play in the middle or can we play this player in the midfield who plays in the defence? What about Kivio? He's played. We we say all these things, but Mikel Arteta is never going to do it. You know, so I think if Martinelli, uh, you know, a lot of us have said, why can't we have a look at Martinelli through the middle? We never. Go, I don't think we're ever going to see. It. I think we've seen it once, haven't we? And, and and he's never gone back to it. So I I understand the, the discussion. And even I have some of these thoughts as well, you know, about maybe bringing on Trossard and putting Martinelli through the middle and see what that looks like. I just don't think that Mikel, Mikel will ever go there. Ray sums it up perfectly, as always, Ray. Thank you very much from sunny Jamaica. Jason, and now I've said that, I'm thinking we've got a, lot, we've got a few people in that cluster of islands, and I can't remember, one of them, might not be from there. I'm sure, yeah, Jack Ray is in Jamaica. Jesus facilitates others to score. Maybe that's the reason why Martinelli and Jack is looking off the boil. He's got vision. If look, if you only had a look at uh, Jesus on Football Manager, it will say vision of about 18 out of 20. That's his job. Uh, Mr. Waffles, I don't give a toss about Nketiah's confidence. Start Martinelli in the middle. Uh, <laughs> perfectly put. And... Uh, Phil says, and Jesus was contributing to those wins. And someone dodgy called Deke says, Ray nailed it. 
Ray certainly did. Avon says, Arteta once played Martinelli and Saka at eight against Liverpool and Jack went after Xhaka got sent off. Hmm, Stan, your 2.5 reasons what are things we could have changed in this game to have done better? I'm going to stick to the two things that I pointed out right at the top of the game. I think the the number uh, the first thing is decisive mistakes, which were costly. You know, the Tommy Asson mistake. I think if that doesn't happen, we're in the game. And then quite near after that, opportunities that, that were missed, which also could were, I think were very decisive. If Eddie gets that header in, then I think the game does take on a different complexion. So they're the two things that I think were uh, that, I really noticed today that I think has cost us. But I just want to round that off by saying I still think that there are points to play for in this in this season. You know, I am dis- disappointed today, but I still think that we have an opportunity. And I still look back at that season where Leicester won the league and we were the only team that were able to beat Leicester twice that season and we still couldn't smash get the job done. So I'm I'm having I'm still got a bit of hope that things may go our way. Uh, where are we up to now? Um, right, that's all my notes done. I'm gonna save that and then close that window. Uh, just looking a few more things. Um, the ratings from today's game our highest rated player was Saka with seven, our lowest rated player was Tommy Ashu with a 5.2, Erdegaard with a 5.7, uh, Ramsdale with a 5.8. I thought he made a couple of decent saves. A man of the match went to De Bruyne with a, a 7.9, a goal and an assist and uh, looking like Prince Harry, which is never good. And while I've got you two here, because you two don't tend to do the pods because Chris doesn't like anybody else other than uh, he's, uh, he's, once he's in bed with like, thick as thieves. We are next away at Aston Villa, Deke. Aston Villa's um, last few games at home in the Premier League, smashed 4-2 by Leicester, beat Leeds 2-1 and drew 1-1 with Wolves. Should we expect anything from Unai? I think Unai Emery is a, is a decent manager. Ollie, Ollie Watkins has been decent the last few games as well for Villa. It's going to be interesting. You know, Leon Bailey's a quick player. You know, he's been a bit off, you know, on and off this season and stuff. But I liked him at Bale Leverkusen. Um, I think he's a good player. Players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we win. I think we win the game. I'm hoping that this is going to be the game we start to turn around and we and we uh, we make it, you know, a positive on the negatives that we've got and we start just turning things around. But who knows? I think it's going to be a boogie, a boogie game. I think it's going to be a bit, bit of a weird one because of Unai Emery and everything like that. I think it's got that added element. You know, before that, it didn't really matter with Aston Villa. It's going to be interesting as well with Douglas Louise. There was an opportunity of him to be able to come to Arsenal, um, but he ended up staying and, you know, he signed another contract with Villa and I think he's just kind of just accepted that now. So that's going to be an interesting uh, element to the game as well. So let's just see what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to hope and pray that this is going to be a, going to be a win and and I'm confident that it's going to be a win Stan uh, after that we we're away to Leicester Leicester's last few games smashed the scum 4-1 at home 2-2 at home to Brighton and then they lost the like, three before that 1-0 to Fulham 3-0 to Newcastle 1-0 to Man City had to see that one going well it all depends on what happens in this next game because we've now gone three games in all competitions where we've had a we've had a loss and as I mentioned earlier, if you look back at last season, we had clumps of those. This is the first one. So going into the Aston Villa game, although I said earlier a few moments ago that I was confident and there were more points up for grabs, if we lose against Aston Villa, then that will be our fourth game. And that will be unacceptable. That will be worrying. We've gone three games now without a loss. That should be enough now. We should have got wherever it is 
out of our system. So we should be going into this game and looking for a win. And then obviously then with the next game being Leicester, as you, as you mentioned, we go in, we start forming a run again, which is what we need to do. We need to get a run back. This has to be the only blip. And it's been three games. That's, that's enough now. Can't, can't afford to be a fourth one. This can't, this can't be allowed to, to fester. You know, winning should be infectious. And we've lost the last three. Important game, Villa. Why and, as we, and just for that Unai Emery comment as well, this isn't the remnants of Unai Emery's team. I don't think there's any players from his tenure left, is there? Probably Skinny and Jacker. Yeah. That's yeah. probably it, isn't it? It's like it's a, it's a it is a refreshed team in that sense. I'm not too worried about either of those games. I think Leicester just had a good day. Spurs are rubbish at the best of times. Um, Loki says the Villa game is the hardest fold or move on and says will Arteta Edu be under any pressure at the end of the season if we finish outside of the top four Deke it's a tough one isn't it well, that's a t- I mean uh, it depends on where we finish outside the top four <laughs> yeah. 18th then probably 5th I, I think if we're not yeah I don't think if we don't get Europe, European football of any kind then I think questions might be asked, but I really, really don't know. Yes, indeed. I think um, that's, it's difficult, isn't it, to, to justify how you go on for a th- after a third season of not being in the Champions League, of not qualifying for that. As much as I enjoy what I'm seeing at the moment, and I do believe that this team, there's more to come from them. I mean, they've invested, when you invest the amount of money that they have, do they, you know, do they need... Do they are they going to feel the need that they're going to have to be a little bit strict if it's the third season in in a row where that revenue is going to be missed? But then we again, don't get Declan Rice. We don't but then again, Rice. you know what happens if the allegations against Man City get stretched out and it turns <laughs> it it turns <laughs> we finish in second place and then a week later there's an announcement that Man City <laughs> have withdrawn from the competition and we get the cup. Anything could happen. It's going to drag on for years. I know, wishful it's, thinking. Of course. Of course. I want points deduction you know I mean? right now. But it's going to drag them for fucking years, man. It took them how long to fucking put this... Oh, whatever. Four, no. we'll finish over we'll a hundred... Under a, over a hundred fucking things that they've done wrong. We've we'll finished second this forward. season, but in four years' time, somewhere around that, we'll get this one handed back. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Put the date in your calendars. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm doing it now on my phone. Don't worry. Give me a sec. I <laughs> um, just uh, found a little thing that Stan was talking about, our run of run of games. I need to save it in there as that. Lovely. I'm going to come over here, and then I'm going to slip it in there. No one will notice. Um, oh, I've got someone's comment up still. Right, uh, Stan, this is our current run of form. I think that's right. I've just gone and edited it. Um, loss, loss, draw, loss. Is that it? Or we got have yeah. I done that the wrong way around? Loss, loss, draw, loss. Yeah, yeah. So if we if we don't win, that would be a game run of five games without a win. Even yeah. last season, we only did that once, which was about the same time as now. Yeah, yeah games Same time. Yeah, same period. That's strange. Yeah, get to. I mean, I remember back in the day where we get knocked out of the League Cup in February, get knocked out of Europe in February, and get knocked out of the FA Cup in March. Sometimes we knocked out of all three competitions in the space of uh, three or four weeks. 
And if you look at these cluster of games here, people at home, you can't see this, but from game 14 to about game 29, the majority of them every season, it just go on massive loss, losses. I mean, a couple of years ago, we just lost most of the games and all through them. But it is worrying that you can see, I mean, you just move this along one game. Last season, game 24, we lost. 25, we lost. 26, we drew. 27, we lost. 28, we drew. This season, we're just one step behind that and we've mirrored them. So there's a there in that 2019-2020 season from like game 14, which is giving me yeah. a stomachache. <laughs> Just looking game at it. Game 14 to game Jesus. 28, we won one. Yeah, we were oh. playing him uh, next week, so uh, the weekend, so that's, uh, that's Emery. You for know what happened you. after that? Oh. The man came in, sorry. <laughs> it is what it, it is. Was, it was... <laughs> Um, Avon says, if we are in the Champions League from positions we've been in, changes in the management team will be what most fans will want. Oh, imagine having to go through all this all over again. Loki says, Emery will try and suck our blood. <laughs> Mr. Waffle says, said it before, I'll say it again. Arteta ain't going nowhere no matter what. He's the project. Kind of agree with that. BX says, three losses and a draw looks bad. A five-game slide is unacceptable. Waffle says, Merry <coughs> Christmas. Oh, that's about Loki. No point having a new manager. We ain't Spurs. True. Avon, yes, it all started with an FA Cup loss last time. Ah, yes, it was Forest, wasn't it? Um, Mr. Waffle says, it's almost like after so many games with the same 14 players, they start to fatigue. It, play football manager. It happens every new year. Your tactics and your players all turn to shit. And that's why Gloucester City fired my ass. And now manager of the bloody vegans in League One. Ugh. Danny, you don't get that problem if you play career mode on FIFA on amateur setting. <laughs> yeah, I was just spanking in goals all over. It's like the shot. Harlem mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, Avon says, by management, I don't mean Arteta. I mean upstairs. <clears throat> and Phil says, trust the process for next season. I've gone and found, because Rudy has abandoned us, a uh, um, couple of quotes are from Arteta, thanks to Charles Watt on Twitter. Arteta, quote, we are feeling down, especially because they, the players, knew we could do much more, much could do much better to get a very different result. We just gave them the game. And the second quote, games are decided in the boxes and we haven't given too much away today and weren't ruthless enough to convert our chances. That's what we have to improve. Yeah. And don't. Don't keep playing someone up front who struggles to score. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't see there's many other quotes, but I think that'll do us, gentlemen. I think we have had more than enough sadness and tears. And you brave lot, 47 of you are still here, a medal to eat, an MBE for each and every one of you. Um, and Ron Ree wants to know when is St. Tottering Hand Day? Well, it is going to happen this year. No matter what they think. Uh, so that's it. Um, Deke, where can people find you if they don't want to find you on Twitter? Out of the bins at the back of the uh, Lidl? Yeah, I, I, that's, that's pretty much where I would uh, find my Twitter account. That's for sure. Good. Yes, but if people do want to find you on Twitter, it's at Deacon Justified, but he doesn't... I wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't recommend it. I see some games and some stuff. Wouldn't recommend it. If you're a cat, then maybe you quite like it, but as a human, he probably won't like you. No. Uh, Stan... People quite like you, don't they, Stan? You're quite a chir chirpy fellow. Well, if you're wondering where you can find me and you've not been bored oh. after the three servings you've already had from me today, <laughs> you can catch me for a fourth serving later on where I will be popping onto 
Tony and Mr. Tom's wrestling podcast, The Full Nelson, which Ooh. will be on, I believe, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to be looking ahead to this weekend's WWE pay-per-view, which is the Elimination Chamber. So if you're into wrestling and all that sort of thing, come and check that out. The Full Nelson podcast. I like a bit of wrestling. I've been watching on Twitch. Someone has been going and just streaming all the stuff from the WWF website. And I forgot how much I hated um, Degeneration X. Get on my nerves. Those pricks coming out. Are you ready? And it just does that. Oh, and if you don't like it, Dan, they've got two words for you. No. <laughs> and every time I see China and I think, bloody hell, that woman was fit. Jesus. So sad. So very, very sad. Um, well, people, that's it. I think we're back tomorrow night with a podcast. It'll be Chris and maybe Josh and maybe Carl. And I'll be sitting in the background. I think I've got Big Bob coming around to do some work for me because he's got a week off. And that'll be it. It's been just over an hour. Um, things haven't gone the way we wanted. We can still win it, though. I don't think we will. I think we've capitulated three games in a row now. We've shown the Man City, like you were saying during the game, Man City saw that we don't like it up as well. It's the Wenger days all over again. Go out there, rough houses. The referees aren't going to protect us. And uh, if, if anyone tries to protect us themselves, like Xhaka, he would have been sent off, no doubt. And we miss our key players. So hopefully we've, we've got what it takes to go and beat Villa and go and beat Leicester, but I wouldn't put your life savings on it. Thank you very much, Deke. You have been um, effervescent. Thanks. I'm dealing with this little shit. She's going to jump up here in a minute and knock all my crap down. Look, she's fucking hitting it out, little bitch. Right, yeah. <laughs> Have a good Wait, evening. Yeah. You fucker, stop it. Stop it. Uh, and Stan just had pussy problems too, didn't you, Stan? Your one was just mooching around. Yeah, she's sat on my lap purring now. I've got four cats. None of them will even come anywhere near me. They hate me. Bloody things. Put them all in the bin and get new ones. Start again. Uh, Stan, you have been, um, you've been titillating to uh, this is the opposite of Deke's effervescent he makes you fizzy and and Stan just makes you horny so thank you very much Stan the cat's gone <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a hidden compliment in there somewhere and thanks for having me on and uh, I'll see you all next time thanks to everyone in the chat for stopping by and drop a like on your way out please thank you very much we will see you all again tomorrow night probably 8pm and that's it anyway good riddance I'll be bam. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it, so when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on them, and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>